Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of the Mental Health Gaming Podcast, I suppose it is. Once again, I'm Bradley, but I'm not joined by Stu for this special edition. I'm joined by my good friend Ray Carcillo, all the way from the west coast of the United States. How you doing, Ray? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, I'm here in, I'm here in Los Angeles. It's, uh, we've got a massive time difference between the two of us, so it's, uh, you're just getting up, I'm just getting ready for bed. But uh, yeah, happy to be here to be talking about some games with you, Brad. Yeah, definitely. I think last time we done this properly was when we was doing the test stuff for the NHL games and doing the live commentary on them, which was which was fun. Yeah, no, we were yeah we were doing that for for uh, a thing called hockey achievements that then evolved into we live hockey and and you know now we're uh, actually I'm actually starting to do that again a bit for Twitch. I just started my own Twitch channel uh, and every Wednesday. I'm doing Wednesday night play by play for hockey conjunction with lee who of course is our, our mutual good friend who i host my uh geeks who like spots geeks who like sports podcast with and he also does a thing for we live hockey called puck drop live so typically one kind of just leads right into the other on wednesday nights he teases the twitch stream and i'm always there to make sure to for moral support for puck drop live so yeah no no yeah but that's it's it has been a while there as i uh give a, a rambling as i'm always rambling <laughs> No, I, I I get that. If if uh, people who listen to our podcast know at, at least some point in a podcast, I go on to a rambling monologue. For geeks who like sports and things like that, we'll leave links in the descriptions and everything. So if you if you if you like Ray and like what he has to say, you can check out his stuff. Geeks who like sports is really good, by the way. I might be biased because I help I help them set it up, <laughs> uh, but no, it is it is really good. It, it covers that niche market of people who like geekdom and also like sports. It, they're 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 in the center of that Venn diagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Nowadays, you got to have that niche, and I, I think that I think this, I think it's a larger. We're finding that it's a larger niche than than people originally thought. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I, I'm definitely in there, so I, I like it, and that's that's what matters. If you keep going, I'll listen. <laughs> well, we're fifty episodes in, so we'll, we'll we'll hopefully we got a lot more left in us. So. Thanks, so. so hopefully we get to 50 episodes here as well. So, obviously, this is because the world is in crisis. No way of sugarcoating that at the moment, and everything's horrible. But when you do look for the positives in what is going on, one of them, as recommended by the World Health Organization as well, it's okay now to stay in and play video games. The problem is... What do we play, Ray? What do we play to fill that void? <laughs> Obviously, Animal Crossing, because that's all I've been playing since it came out. <laughs> but what else is there? Apparently, there are other games out there. It's funny because Animal Crossing is my one, the one thing that I'm not... I never got into this series. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I never... I just... It just wasn't for me. And so I'm not... I'm the one person who's using his Switch right now and not playing it. But like you said, there are a lot of other games out there. I just beat Doom Eternal which of course is the sequel to Doom from 2016, mm. which was a soft reboot slash continuation of the original Doom series. It takes place technically after Doom 64 and yet rehashes a lot of the same beats from like the original Doom, including uh, the, the, the spider demon at the end and, and, and things of that nature. Spoiler alert, the game came out four years ago, sorry. And, <laughs> and Doom Eternal uh, similarly continues that story, but also reimagines some of the iconic boss fights and encounters and gameplay uh, uh, levels of Doom 2 
from many, many years ago. So it's, it's both its own thing and a continuation, but yet it's also uh, a, an, an homage to what came before it. So it's both part two redone and yet also part five in this, this story of this, this revamped series. Yeah. So, I mean, if you love first person shooters, I mean, it, it's, it's not a lot of story, uh, which I think is also why I can get away with like a soft reboot, but also a, a lot of action, uh, an okay asymmetrical multiplayer mode uh, where it's two V one, two players play as demons. One person plays as the, the doom slayer or the doom guy or, doom marine or whatever you may refer to him as all are technically correct but yeah that's that's at the top of my list also um so with with doom sorry just to, to interrupt right obviously doom eternal it's just come out it's gonna probably stay at about 50 pounds 60 bucks if we have got any american listeners with this one as well so a lot of people may not or, or, or maybe discovering games for the first time should they start with the uh, not not well obviously start with the original doom because it is an all-time classic but doom 2016 it's a cheaper option obviously at the moment for a lot of people it can be got on game pass or very very cheap is that worth jumping into first before going straight into Doom Eternal, would you say? Yeah, I think that's a great way to warm up before you jump into Doom Eternal. I think this way you, A, know what's going on. B, I think it, the mechanics, because they play into each other very, uh, they're the same from game to game. I think that actually, though, the Doom 2016 does a better job of introducing you to them than Doom Eternal does, where Doom Eternal, it gives you the, the necessary tutorial level, but it also kind of throws your feet right into the fire a lot quick, more quickly, because they're assuming that you have at least some some experience playing the other, so, so their tutorial in Doom Eternal is really more of a refresher course than a true tutorial. Um, so I do think it would be worth it to jump into 2016 first, and then play Doom Eternal. I think that that would be a, a great way to yeah, to 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 kind of get your feet wet uh, with with the revamp series if you haven't played the originals, especially way back in the day. Excellent, and obviously not everyone is age appropriate or might find shooting demons in the face particularly enjoyable. So as a, as a as a alternative to shooting demons, yeah, in no, the face, Doom is definitely there? M for mature here in the states. I'm not sure what the, the ranking is over there in the. It's an 18 plus here. Yeah, so it's 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 a. Uh, Definitely recommended for for kind of uh, late teens, adults only. The a great game to play that is uh, for everyone besides Animal Crossing is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, this is a terrific platform Metroidvania. Mm. Uh, it's again a sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest. And again, I would recommend playing the first one before you play the second, especially because the second one, the story is. It can stand on its own, but it's made all the sweeter if you've played the first game. But it's a very tight handling platformer. I would say it's a slightly, it's a little buggy right now, but we've got a new patch coming out that should, that should fix a lot of that. Uh, but it's still, a, for the most part, a very tight Metroidvania. You play as this little forest spirit creature that's uh, obviously called Ori. Um, and you have these amazing abilities, and you can basically protect nature and these creatures of the woodland from... Uh, in this case, an, an evil presence, a rot, a death, um, and kind of have to restart once again the, the cycle of life, right? Spring, summer, fall, winter, everything dies, but the, the cycle of rebirth in this part of the world that Ori finds itself in in this game has become stagnant, and everything just continues to die, so it has to, re it has to 
jumpstart this by exploring different areas and cleansing the areas of the of the rot and the pollution and the poison um and it, it, it's uh, it sounds more hippy dippy than it is trust me it's actually a lot of fun and it, it it's uh, uh it sounds very sounds very apt at the moment as well yes no for sure it definitely i think uh, i think more than they intended to it definitely has some reverberations in the real world i think mm. in terms of uh the environment but i think that if you're just looking for a platformer that anyone can play anyone can pick up and enjoy ori in the will of the wisps which is on xbox one and pc uh, i think is a a terrific game to grab i've got to add to that as well it's for anyone who has any kind of claim that 2d games are for kids or they like they don't never look as good as as big 3d epics ori the both the ori games are beautiful yes. and the art direction in them the visuals in them are amazing the music that goes with them, the animation everything oh it is still probably one of the most beautiful games i've ever seen yeah no it's for sure it is a Beautiful looking game, as you mentioned, the music, the sound is terrific. It just, it's made by Moon Studios, which are a fantastic story. Again, speaking of the the world that we're in, Moon Studios, it is a studio that is completely teleconferenced. Almost everybody in the in the, the studio is working from home. All, you have 80 or so devs from around the world, literally in different countries all around the world. And they just telecommute and stuff. And they all work on different pieces of the game. And then it all comes together in the end. And it's... Uh, they're two for two in my book. Right now, as of right now, I mean, mind you, it's still very, very early in the year. We're only through the first quarter. Ori is my game of the year at this point. Right. Now, I'm definitely going to have to play the sequel. I've not got round to it yet, but there's time, so I will play that. that that's some high praise. But if we're talking of potential games of the year and personal games of the year so far, I'm going to stick one in there that has absolutely enthralled me since the day, the moment I picked it up, and that's Murder by Numbers. Have you heard of this one or played this one yet, right? I have not played it yet, no. It is part Phoenix Wright, um, Ace Attorney mm -hmm. visual novel, mixed in with Picross. They're two genres that have no right to mash together, but somehow they do and create what is just the most amazing experience it's got a quirky story based around a murder mystery um hence the title a, a wonderful array of characters each of them has their faults none of them are written perfectly it does some excellent stuff for lgbtq rights but without it being in your face and this is what we're doing you know every single character you don't have to like them in, in any of the characters but they are all so well-rounded and then thrown in just a really good mix of pit crossing you basically you uncover clues and then when a clue is a pit cross puzzle you do the pit cross it moves on i wouldn't say there's any branching narrative as such with the game it's just a case of you you move the story along you do the puzzles you move the story along do another puzzle but there is loads of content there it's utterly charming and if you're not up for a multiplayer experience it is definitely another single player game that is just you will lose hours to. But yeah, recommended. You can get it on Switch and on PC at the moment. Even if you have never really tried Picross before, it is so well worth getting. I'll have to look into that one. Yeah, I'm playing a game. I'm playing a game on the Switch now that I'm not going to recommend, but I'm going to try and power my way through that first. 
God, what is that quickly? We won't talk about it, but what is it? It's a uh, treachery. It's called Treachery in Beatdown City. And it was a it was a fascinating idea, I think, that I don't think that they were able to execute on. And right now, for me, it's really a bit of a slog uh, mm. to kind of as I'm pushing my way through. It was only fifteen dollars. It just came out this week. And yeah, it it it, uh, it they try to take the old school turn based RPG and mix it with the old school side scrolling scrolling beat em up. And it was an interesting idea, but I don't I do not think they succeeded with it at all. Um, I, I really the, I, doesn't quite stick the landing. Yeah, no, the pacing is terrible. I, I it's all, a lot of tongue in cheek humor that some of the jokes land. Some of them are just very they're just kind of obvious. Um, so the writing is is hit or miss. Yeah. So I'm kind of it, it's, it's done in the eight bit style, you know, very much NES style. Uh so that one was kind of a disappointing. Maybe so. Maybe I'll have to play Murder by Numbers after I uh, finish, finally finish through Treachery, Treachery and Beatdown City to try and uh, get through it and uh, wash the taste from my mouth. <laughs> no, fair enough. No, but yeah, Murder by Numbers do definitely try that. Obviously, we covered a few single player games. I know Doom Eternal can have a bit of multiplayer to it, but you play Doom for the for the single player. It's yeah. Doom. So, but for multiplayer gaming. What would you recommend? I don't really do much multiplayer gaming personally, so I'm going to defer to you on this one. Well, you know, obviously there's a lot of, uh, there's obviously sports games and whatnot, which we touched upon at the top, that I I Twitch stream the sports games uh, every day. Either MLB The Show, which just came out, or, uh, of course, NHL, Madden. A lot of sports games are starting to get a lot of play. Uh, But the big one for me that just this week, um, although it's, it's been out now for a few months, uh, Gears 5 just did a free multiplayer update. So new maps, new characters, and a, and a new mode called Gridiron, a brand new mode uh, that just dropped this week for Gears 5. So it, it makes, it's an old, it's a, like again, it's a game that's about six months old, but if you like Gears of War, uh, it's definitely an update that's worth checking out. Um, I think that if there's any reason to get back into it, uh, now would be a good time because a, a lot of folks are coming back to it for this update. Uh, and the gridiron mode is a lot of fun. It's kind of a, a twist on capture the flag where there's a flag in the middle of the arena. And if you can grab it and get it to the other team's end zone, very much a, in the uh, American football style, you score points. Or you can win the round by uh, eliminating the entire t- other team. So very much in a way kind of like execution. And it's the first team to score 13. Each each flag or each time you wipe out a team scores two points. So it's really like basically best of... 13 in the way but first to seven wins right first seven round wins yeah um so but it's a it's a lot of fun i i, I it goes actually very quickly because everybody only has one life uh it's a nice like i said it's a nice twist on capture the flag and it's very very quick uh, and again they added new characters coal train has finally been added to multiplayer uh they added mira who of course is the the uh one-time queen of the uh of the of the locust so they've added some some characters that people have wanted back in the multiplayer for a while. They're available now. You can either buy them or you can earn them. Earning them is actually very easy. It should only take you a couple of hours. It's not a major grind. So yeah, so if Gears 5 is a big thing that I've gotten back into since the quarantines started because of this new D, new free update. I might boot that one up. I kind of touched on it, I think, when it first came out. I had a quick go and... I, I it was okay but i had other stuff to play um that intrigued me but you actually quelled one fear i had with playing something like um 
the gears multiplayer, especially in new mode, is if they get too long, it just don't hold my attention. I need quick rounds. Um, yeah. That's why I like Splatoon and things like that. It's they're re- they're really good. They're quick. You can jump in for one game, or you can have five, six games, and you're still not taking up your entire day. As opposed to going on to like a Fortnite or a Call of Duty Warzone, right. where you've got to make sure you've got half an hour at least, really, to spare. Um, so to know that they're quick rounds is good. Yeah, I mean, and and there are those there are those modes in Gears Five. Like there are those modes, but like like Gridiron, you can be done with uh, each each. You can be done with a battle in probably like five to seven minutes. I would that's say. perfect. Yeah, that, that 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 I think that's the sweet spot for to hop in, hop out, um, competitive multiplayer. Mm-hmm. My my recommendation. <laughs> I'm I'm such an indie whore. Although, though, technically, this is an indie, I suppose. <laughs> um, is my multiplayer recommendation is Tetris 99 because Tetris is the best, and whoever mm. thought that a battle royale Tetris would be so good. But yeah, if you if people, uh, well, if you're just getting into the Switch and you've got the online Tetris 99 is free, and it is just just outstanding. It is my game of all time at the moment. Um, and I never actually on that. I'm never quite sure how to when you talk about your favorite game of all time, whether you go right, does it count as a series or do you have to pick the specific game? Because Tetris has evolved from the original Game Boy one, and that is what started it all for me the original Tetris. But playing like recently Puyo Puyo Tetris and now Tetris 99, even like uh, Tetris the Grand Masters. And how it's evolved as a series, it's my greatest series of all time. But I couldn't pick any one above the other. Right. But they're all my greatest game of all time. But you can only have one greatest game. But yeah, that's one of the weird things I struggle with in my mind at times. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough call to say greatest game of all time. I mean, Tetris ninety nine is terrific. I mean, like you said, Battle Royale, uh, Tetris is absolutely uh, it shouldn't be as good as it is, but it is great and terrific and definitely worth getting into if you uh, have a Switch and have the online play. I, I, I know I still play it once. I'll still boot it up once in a while uh, if I have nothing else to do. Yeah, the greatest game of all time, I, I'll always go to Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Yeah. Again, both series and that particular game for the Super Nintendo. That's the one I always zoom in on with Mega Man X being a very close second and again Mega Man probably being my number two series so it, it's it's definitely those two are right up there for the, all time actually games. the Zelda games are great ones if you've if you've got time but you just want to escape the real world at the moment the Zelda games are perfect for that gotta say yeah and also and actually to go back to Mega Man if you're looking for a bang for your buck they just put out at the end of February uh, on all systems, the Mega Man Zero Collection, which are the games that were originally released for the Game Boy Advance. They are six of the hardest. You actually play a Zero uh, in these, which is the, uh, I guess, the, the not sidekick, but the second secondary character in uh, the Mega, from the Mega Man X series. He got his own series in the early 2000s. They put out a six-for-one bundle, another one of these Mega Man bundles, which are absolutely fantastic if you haven't gotten any of them yet. But the Mega Man Zero Collection, it's six games in one. It's all six Zero games. They are some of the toughest platformers ever. Like, Inti Creates, like, took it to a whole new level when they took over the reins of this from Capcom. And absolutely, it is a, I mean, it's a time sink. But it's a fun time sink, especially if you love those old school Mega Man games. Um, And also, you know, and also speaking of Switch, like, 
and other systems. Don't forget, Mega Man 11 is out. Um, you got the Mega Man Legend Collections. Like, there's tons of Mega Man games you can play if you're looking for something old school, but, uh, you know, for else to play right so now. This is, promise me not you won't leave, just storm off as I say this, because I know you are a huge Mega Man fan. I've seen it on your social media and I've heard you talk about it before, so I know you're a huge fan. But it's one of those series for me. I respect it. I respect the series. I see how great the actual series is, but I've just never got on with it. I've I've tried on multiple occasions. It's right up my alley in terms of the style of game, but I just couldn't. It's one of those games I just couldn't. I've tried like the earliest ones. I've tried jumping in at other points. I've tried some of the spin. I just can't get into it, which is really frustrating for me because uh, it's the same with the other one I do is like the uh, Metal Gear Solid series, especially like the early ones mm-hmm. where I can see how good they are. I just can't. It's just not. I can't do them. I can play them. And I think I've completed one of the Mega Mans, but it's I just couldn't get into it. And it's, it's, it's just really weird. Sometimes you have those blocks with games. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. No. That's that's. I mean, that's fair. It's okay. It's it's all right that uh, you're not a Mega Man guy. I mean, it's not for everyone. I mean, I know some people don't like it because of the difficulty. I know some people don't like it for a variety of other reasons. Sometimes the art style or the aesthetic or, or the fact that it, you know now that they're on to number. I mean, for a while there, they were literally churning them out back in the early days, one a year. So, so yeah, if you think Ubisoft do it badly and the EI, then yeah. Right. I mean, Mega Man. Mega Man was the first annual title like literally six years in a row we had six Mega Man games all come out one right after another until and then they made the transition to Mega Man X and then they did Mega Man and Mega Man X had I think four in a row I think for four years in a row and then they kind of bounced back and forth between the two series and I mean I, I think over the in terms of modern video games from 1985 on right we look at it from when the, when the NES first came out so that's when the modern video game bubble started right the modern era yeah. uh i don't think there's been any series aside from maybe mario and that's because he's had mario tennis and mario soccer and paint mario paint but i don't think you've had any other series besides mario that's had more games revolve around it or its characters or its universe than mega man and even mega man had even mega man had a soccer game at one point uh, or, yeah. fo- or football as you guys proper football as you guys say over there um <laughs> But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, so it's, it's, yeah, and, and a lot of that was because he was the, fir- he was the first true annual video game hero. Mm. Actually, talking of Mega Man, um, Mega Man Battle Network was the one game I did actually get into a little bit. Um, and I'm just going to touch on this, but also just recently released is One Step for Maiden, which takes a lot of influences from, Meta, uh, from Mega Man Battle Network series. So, if you do like that, that's one game to check out. Just, I'm not going to go into it. It reviews on our site, but yeah, check that one out if you like the uh, Battle Network series. Yeah, you know, it's funny Battle Network mostly because I didn't, I wasn't big into handheld gaming growing up. Yeah. So the one Battle Network game I had was the one they made for the GameCube, which I really enjoyed. But they said, funny enough, was actually more in line with the traditional Mega Man game, whereas the Battle Network is more in line with like an RPG. Mm. And then there was also, oh, God, and then I remember, because I remember they did, uh, for the GameCube also, Mega Man X Command Network, or Command Mission, and that was more, that was a turn-based RPG with random encounters and everything that was, didn't work, didn't work for Mega Man at all. 
No, it's it's weird to think actually. When you know, when you look back at the Mega Man series, I know we've gone off on a tangent here a little bit now, but when you look back at the Mega Man series, just how influential a character he actually was, yeah, um, and how many games he actually starred in. Yeah, I mean, I, we're literally. I mean, if you go back, there, you can go. I think from like I think nineteen eighty. I want to say nineteen eighty seven is when he debuted. From eighty seven until probably the mid two thousands, you had some sort of Mega Man game. Whether it was Mega Man, Mega Man X, Mega Man Zero, Mega Man Battle Network, you had something with Mega Man in it at least one a year. Usually, sometimes multiple times a year because you'd have one from different series, like including Mega Man Legends and Mega Man Legends 2. Like, it just, uh, yeah, it was a lot. He's, he's got a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just, again, again, I, I not feel bad that I don't get on with it, but it's just one of those, and I can't put my finger on it, just one of those things. Um, and I'm sure everyone's got something like that, that's, you know, they, they know they should like, but just can't. Uh, I don't want to say don't like it, I just couldn't get on with. Because I say I respect the character, I respect the games. They're clearly outstanding, just not for me, unfortunately. They each their own, man. There's nothing wrong yep. with that. Oh, definitely. So before we start to wrap this up, um, we've touched on a few games. And a lot of them really are for either adults or if you've got people who are into gaming already. But obviously there's going to be a lot more people now uh, that are confined together as families or even roommates and friends, that kind of thing. And I've got, from my own personal point of view, my daughter, three years old, has just started picking up the DS and the 3DS and getting into games. She loves a bit of Pokemon. Um, and yeah. she started getting, started getting into Mario Kart and stuff like that as well. It's great. Absolutely love it. But obviously, yourself, what do you see as maybe good couch co-op games that are family-friendly, would you say? Oh, goodness. Uh, couch co-op, I mean, like you said, Mario Kart is definitely up there. Um... You, if you if you have a group of people, you don't know Jack or the Jackbox uh, yes. is always a great, terrific, amazing party game. I, I think it's a must-have for everyone. Um, you know what's really it's what's what's sad is it's not coming out till June, which I'm actually looking forward to it. It's 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 a game for the Switch, and it's just the it's the they call it the 51 most popular games in the world, and it's literally everything from backgammon and chess up through every card game you could think of, and you can play it on your Switch. And you can play it different ways where that you can put it down like like the switch actually turns into like a mini game board for some of these like classic board games and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's not coming out till June, unfortunately. And hopefully, hopefully we'll be out of this by then. On that direct, when they announced that, I went, do the right thing, Nintendo. Please just do the right thing. Release that now. Yeah, push it out now. <laughs> I had because like possibly quite like quite a lot of people when the DS first came out uh well the ds light um i picked up first game i got was uh well apart from whatever mario it was at the time i got um 42 all-time classics which i believe over there was called clubhouse games yep 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 so i got that and me and my partner we we played the living hell out of that it was so good and the fact that there's going to be a version coming for the Switch is, I just can't wait for that one. But I was gutted that that got a June release date. I, I, I'd have yeah. taken that with half the games now and just patch in the rest later if you're doing that. Just It's perfect for the situation we're in now. But hey, if we're still in this in June, that's something to look forward to at home at least. 
Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully we're not in this in June, but uh, it is still something good, good to look forward to. It'd be great, obviously, for trip road trips and the like. And, uh, and also, I think one of the things that will happen through this is I think a lot of families are discovering each other again. Um, so it's something to mm-hmm. plan for afterwards. You could maybe set aside a couple of hours at a weekend to all come together and play something like that. Yeah, no, it, for sure. If you if you're fortunate enough to be uh, close to your, you know, yeah, yeah, you, you obviously yeah, you live with your family or you have a family or, or then uh, you know you'll there's a lot of great games to play with. Even even if you're or even if you're just learning to, I know um, we bring up our buddy our buddy Lee again. Uh, you know, obviously playing Pokemon with his kids, like you mentioned also and teaching them, and also he just got Mega Man Eleven and he's teaching. Or trying to him and Jane are trying to teach uh, their son how to play Mega Man, but I feel like this might be a, a this might be a situation where Uncle Ray has to come uh, as soon as he can over to over to them when the quarantine lifts and show them how it's really done. <laughs> Do it properly, kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's really interesting finding like um, like children now as they're getting into video games because unlike us, they've got and. Nice and timely. My daughter's just woken up as well, so that's why the other <laughs> issues with quarantine is trying to do these recordings from home. You get the kids jumping occasionally. So, anyone's listening, apologies if you hear her. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's seeing like the young kids now learning and growing up. It's like my son is thirteen now, so even when he was growing up, he wasn't just he didn't have like touchscreen tablets and stuff like that. My daughter has from a, almost a young age. Um, mm-hmm. And seeing like her try to interact with things, she struggles a little bit with games that have buttons um, because it's all done on screen when she does it on on her tablet. Um, and seeing her right. discover something like a DS um, where you've got the stylus inputs or even playing with a controller, it's really fascinating to watch her discover these in a different way than it was when I was watching my son discover the same games. Mm. Um, and knowing there's a massive... And knowing there's a massive library of games out there for them that you can pick up digitally cheap and, you know, I don't recommend obviously going out to get them, but you can pick up cheap from um, boot sales, flea markets, do you call them? I think they're over there, yard sales. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yard sales, flea markets, still hold you. But like, like, you, like you said, the, the great thing now about technology and the world we live in is you can down, you don't have to go outside to go buy these games. You can download them all um through your systems and a lot of them there there's sales there's a lot of sales going on or, or rewards programs or um you know i i have rewards things through xbox and every time i buy a game i get so many points and after a while i get money off like like doom doom cost me fifty dollars instead of sixty dollars yeah uh, because i had i had earned enough rewards points um you know i also play a lot more games than the regular than most regular people but there's a lot of things on sale, a lot of things that are on the cheap. Uh, another good, solid Metroidvania called Journey to the Savage Planet came out in January. That's uh, a return to what we like to call uh, budget a budget title, where it's a, yeah. a good, solid game, but it only costs thirty dollars. And actually, has a it, uh, it's it's by the guy who it's by one of the former Assassin's Creed creative directors, and so it's it's got a lot of uh, a lot of interesting uh, humor to it. Uh, I'll say. That I, but I think is is fun enough that the also I think that the family you, you can do you can do two player co op with that the family can it, it's not a small child but I think if you have like a young teenager or a late adolescent 
uh, I think that playing that with them would be a really fun game as well. Oh yeah, definitely. And I see you're, you're, you're talking about when you talk about um, the budget titles, something I'm seeing a resurgence of now, which I'm really glad to see. And we touched on this on um, one of our recent podcasts as well is the return of the mid tier game mm-hmm. um, and games that are just okay. It's, I remember when I used to play games as a as a kid or even into my teens, you'd play a game and you go to school the next day and go, oh, if you tried so-and-so, you're like, yeah, what was it like? Yeah, it was okay. And that was fine. Everyone was okay with that. And we'd play the game based on, yeah, that was all right. Yeah. Uh, rather than, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing ever, or, oh, it's not the greatest thing ever, so leave it. Okay, it's, you yeah. know, and I've played quite a few games. I've recently just played um, a game called Duck Souls Plus. Um, which, if you take out the meme name title for it, it's an okay Super Meat Boy-inspired game that's not as difficult as its title tries to suggest. It's not as funny as its title tries to suggest it wants to be. But it was all right. It's just, you know, I enjoyed my time with it. I, I, it's hard to go, oh, my God, you've got to play this. But at the same time, I'm not going to turn around and go, eh, you know, I wouldn't bother. It's It was fine. Yeah. You know, it was cheap. It was fine. Winner. And it's good to see those coming back. Yeah, slowly but surely. I mean, I, uh, Senua's Sacrifice was really one of those games that started because that was a $40 game. Mm. Uh, the Friday the 13th game that came out a couple years ago was $40, which was a big deal. Like I said, Journey to the Savage Point. Yeah, you're starting to see these 30 to $40, uh, which I, I don't, I'm not sure was that with the 30 to 40 pounds maybe. Twenty uh, about well at the moment we're almost one for one because of this, but usually about twenty five to thirty ish pounds, yeah. Right. So yeah. So you've got uh, you know. So you yeah. You're starting to see more, like you said, more of these come back, and they're they're usually worth the price of admission. Um, maybe not for repeat. You know, maybe not for repeat playthroughs or something, or yeah. or or there might be some issues at first. I know Friday the Thirteenth had some issues. Uh, they they patched them with the servers and whatnot when it launched, but. You know, you you the, the the games overall are a solid value, and I think yeah, the value title, the budget title, it's good to see it coming back, and hopefully more uh, studios and more publishers uh, are willing to take the risks on smaller, maybe more risky projects, but put them at a yeah. safer price point, and they can and everybody wins, right? You'll you'll have more people buy into it because of the price point. Um, and you'll probably end up making your money back. They'll probably make their money back, and you'll you as a gamer will probably maybe even find some some hidden gems along the way. Yeah, and I think that that's the I think going to be the good thing is even I think seasoned gamers are going to find stuff that they didn't know about. <laughs> it's to say, I went in Duck, Duck Souls Plus. I went in completely blind based on a friend of mine saying he was about to review it, and I went, "Well, what's this?" Got it, played it completely blind. Yeah, it was fine. And another game I've done that, Curious Expedition is another game. Um, it's uh, almost in the style of um, Oregon Trail or FTL in the way it tells the story, but it's um, kind of random encounters that you, mo- you have to move across a Fog of War style grid map to reach a goal, but you've got to manage meters at the same time. And my initial thoughts on it were, oh my God, I hate managing meters. I hate managing resources. They're, they're usually take the experience out but it works really well this game um, again it's mm. not one i'd turn around and say everyone's gonna love it but absolutely fine it's an indie game it's trying something a bit different the price point it'll come in at is 
absolutely fine. If you only play it for a couple of hours, you're not losing out, but you will get you will get more from it. Yeah, no, for sure. So I've got a now. I say I've got a child who's now awake and starting to harass. So we'll start to wrap. We'll start. We'll start to wrap this one up, and we'll probably maybe revisit it down the line. Maybe talk more about a certain subset of games down the line. But to finish it off, if you had to pick one game to be stuck indoors with for the next, say, let's say two months, and only one game, what would that be? Oh well, see, I, I would go. I would go with. Oh goodness, this is tough. Uh, I would go with Gears 5 just because, um, again, because of the multiplayer aspect, that's a big deal. Like, being able to get online with people and communicate with people through headset and to play a game that has a, a variety of modes and it's always going to be different. I think if, if you do have to be isolated and you only want one game, for me, like, Yes, I'm sure there's, again, a lot of people out there are going to swear by Animal Crossing, but I'm like, much like you with Mega Man, I'm not an Animal Crossing guy. Uh, Which is fine. Yep, so I'm just, I, I'm going to probably, I'm very happy that Gears 5 got an update yesterday, uh, Wednesday. So that's, that's probably what I'm going to be doing. Also, just a quick shout out, because I, have, I haven't played it yet. I'm literally downloading it as we speak. Uh, the new Resident Evil is, is dropped as we are recording. <laughs> um so, or one new remake of the old Resident Evil, I should say. It's Resident Evil 3, the remake. Yeah. Just dropped here in the US. Uh, so I imagine it's also there in England as well. I think um, it was a worldwide, well, uh, Western wide release anyway. I, I, th- I don't know if it was already out in Japan for a bit or not, but um, yeah, right. it's out here as well. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But yeah, I, I'm going to be playing, I'm going to be playing a lot of Gears 5 over the next couple of months. Excellent. When I'm not playing doom or resident evil <laughs> yeah no it's for, for for me i'm gonna i'm gonna ask the uh expert here but what are we gonna play eats we're we gonna play animal crossing yeah yeah we're gonna play animal crossing <laughs> um I, 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 i'm not gonna go deep into it yeah we are gonna play it. um for me on purely from a mental health point of view the escapism and still being able to interact with friends the way you're doing that and without having tasks as such you know there, there isn't an end an actual end game that you have to worry about it's just mm-hmm. the perfect way just to lose yourself for a few hours and it's perfect and she's doing a review of it to me now i swear um <laughs> but it's great i mean we, we've set her up with new leaf um on the 3ds as well and she just loves going fishing um and nice. that again it's what i love about games like that is you haven't got to play it in a certain way. If you just want to go and fish all day, you can go and fish all day. Yeah, and now she's seen a balloon. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, no, Ray, it's been a pleasure to have you on board for this one. Oh, thanks for having I, me, Brad. No, anytime. I will link down um, in descriptions on YouTube, SoundCloud. Uh, on the site itself to Geeks Who Like Sports and your Twitch channel as well if people want to check that out. Thank you. If you do, if you do, honestly, if you like sports and you like video games, listen to, to Ray and Lee. They are absolutely yeah. fantastic. And Ray, if we do another one of these roundups, I'll definitely have you on. And depending if he's a good boy, I might even get Lee on as well. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Lee, Lee doesn't play as many games as you or me, but he 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 he's got a pretty good. Uh, Pretty good he, he, he must be he must be losing at the moment with no sport whatsoever. That's if when you're a sports guy, it's horrible. And I I I I love my sports, yeah, no, but I... it's um yeah I'm because I've got my proper distraction, my other first love. I'm okay at the moment. Right, I'm the exact same way because I have games. I'm I'm kind of getting through this pretty much all right. right yes. on skate. Lee, on the other hand, well, I called him earlier today and he. Oof. Uh, my, my my heart goes out for you, buddy. Thoughts and prayers. Yes. <laughs> um, actually, one that I might do, because we do uh, extended features now. We introduce extended features to um, the site, so to review films and books and other stuff like that, actually. We might do another one, and if you if you are interested in this, maybe one we'll do with Lee. We'll talk about delays at some point, because that's been an issue with the way films especially are being delayed this year. Um <laughs> Films and now video games. I don't know if you heard the news of The Last of Us 2 today. Yes. It was getting delayed. Makes, it um, makes sense. It, so it, it makes is... sense. If they're having to do a physical release with it, it does make a lot of sense. It keeps people indoors. Right. But it's a good chance for the indies to shine. Right. So I'm not, I'm not as bothered about that. As much as I was looking forward to that, I'm not as bothered. Because I said I, I'm, I'm a massive indie horse, so the chance for more people to get eyes on games that otherwise go unnoticed is more than welcome as well. Yeah, no, again, like, like you said, there's a lot of great games out there. Look, you know, just, just got to look for them, folks. Like, I mean, most 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 of the shops, most of the recommendations, I mean, just look at the trailer. See what interests you, piques your interest. I mean, if you can't hear anything from word of mouth, and I mean, if you got an extra 10, 15 bucks, that's the beautiful thing about indies is a lot of them are pretty much, they're pretty cheap. So yeah, even if it's not, even if it ends up being a swing and a miss, like Treachery and Beatdown City, you're not really that much... Uh, you're not, you're not no, out that much. Especially as you would, you're saving that on the lunches you're not going out and buying from Starbucks and the like at the moment. Exactly. Um, so, right, again, thank you very much for joining us. Um, as usual, um, with these, if you like what you hear, you can support us on Patreon. Links are down below. We're on, we're on Discord, and during all this, we've opened it up completely. We was going to tie it to the Patreon, but we've decided not to now. It's just come, join us. Links are on the site and down below. It's my thing. I don't know how to do a sign-off properly. Never have, never will. <laughs> um, but what, what I will say is the World Health Organization have said it's okay now. Stay home, stay safe, play video games. Goodbye. <laughs>